If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Shan, how we say, I don't want it. how we say, I don't want it. If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Byron, how we say, how we say, I don't want it. Shan, I'm back. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 90s R&B University. I am your first lady and we are educating the miseducated on all things rhythm and blues. I am here. With my partner in rhyme, B, the professor. How are you doing today? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did I you miss did, me? I did miss you. <laughs> so glad to have you back. Uh, shout out, of course, to Angie B for holding it yes. down last week. Holding it down. Just yeah, acting a whole fool, but that's just how we do. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for leaving me in good hands. But, you know, I did miss oh, you. Of course. And your energy. Course. And I'm so excited to have you back so we can get into this thing. <laughs> you know it. So what's been going on with you? Well, I mean, it's been a been quite a few things going on. You know, we got what Silk Sonic jumping into the Las Vegas residency. Yes, I just got that mm. email. I was so hyped. They doing uh a few they doing 13, 13 shows um over in Las Vegas at the Park MGM. I think tickets go on sale Is it today. Too soon? Is it too soon for a Las Vegas residency for Silk Sonic? I'm surprised it's happening so quickly, you know, but I think they... Ha- Have they even gone on tour? <laughs> no, they want you like, to come to them. They got it like that. We're going to stay in one place and y'all come mm-hmm, to Vegas and mm-hmm. check us out. Of course, Bruno just did his residency okay. at the same location over at the Park MGM, so he yes, probably worked yes. something out like, oh, I'll bring Anderson Park and we'll do our thing um, from February 25th mm-hmm. to April 2nd. I was really looking at flights and looking at tickets like, should I go? I'm a little nervous. But you know we love that album so much. We do. I might have do. to risk it all <laughs> to go <laughs> so excited. Yes, yeah, so, and you know, plus you know they're probably all each gonna do their own solo um, tracks as well. Yeah, so overall, they better. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be an amazing show because I love both of them. Yeah, that's what's tempting me because well I want to hear all the songs together. You know. Yes, yes. But th- but it's not, like I said, it's only 13 uh, shows, so, you know, it's not a mm-hmm. long time, but I'm sure it's going to be a good time over there. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You might yeah, see. We're going to put that one on the radar. We're just going to put a little pin in that one. So you, my dear, have been a busy, busy. Busy bee. That's what they called me last week. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Very busy bee. <laughs> you know, um... Neo hosted the Urban One Honors last week. Mm-hmm. Did you get to check it out? To check it out, it's on. It's on my replay list. <laughs> yeah. I got a replay. He did. A, he did a good job, you know. But uh, Zumble and uh, 90s R&B University was fortunate enough to uh, be in attendance at the press conference for the award show mm-hmm. with Neo. Um, and he has been making um, some headlines uh, because he I've did speak that. on the evolution of music. You know. Um, one of the press outlets asked him, you know, about how music has, has changed so much, you know, and he, the memorable phrase is that you, my B has replaced I love you in modern R&B music, um, which is true, which is so true. Um, I agree. It, it's, it's a different time and a different generation mm-hmm. and there's a different way of expressing themselves. You know, that's something that he also said is, you know, I'm not, you know, down downing what they do. You know, everybody's entitled to how they express themselves, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely a shift in the way that we express love and affection uh, in music. It is. You know? I remember like listening to just earlier tracks and earlier 90s R&B songs and how, you know, the men will refer to the women as just ladies and you're my lady this and you're my lady that. And Forever and my lady. Just, you know. Forever my B. It is obsolete at this point. You don't even you don't even hear like that crooning and begging and like you said the love and that is really missing out of nineties R and B. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and somebody brought up, you know, the question to Neo, um, if 
R&B music could survive these days without having a rapper on their track, you know, which led to another interesting conversation, you know, and what I love about Neo is that he remains true to his music. He does have rappers on some of his songs, but for the Mm -hmm. most of the album, it's Neo just giving you, you know, what he does, which is amazing songwriting, storytelling, and being true to himself. So I love that. But yes. how do you feel? Do you think that you need to have a rapper on? Because that seems to be the <laughs> the gimmick. Like the trend. Yeah, everybody has to have like one of them littles or somebody on one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's needed. I don't think it's needed. I feel like if you have the pure, authentic talent that you don't need to have anything extra. Yes, it's great to have a feature every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But if all of your songs have features, what are you really bringing to the yeah, table? Yeah, just, you know, I, I just remember those days. Remember the remix and how much you got excited yes. when you heard a song that was, you know, beautiful on its own, but then enhanced by mm-hmm. this this remix. You know, uh, we had so many people talking about we got to get back to real R&B, R&B. I'm so sick of these challenges. Mm-hmm. Just make the R&B. Oh, my God, I <laughs> You have all the examples in front of you in the catalog. Like, just listen to Carl Thomas. He didn't need anybody on the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some high remixes, Absolutely. but you know, it was him giving us him. You know, and we talked about this how artists can get lost in all these mm-hmm. features and all that. So, just just all, all the singers, just give us the R and B, please. <laughs> they they really really can. You know, I saw uh, a clip of an interview with um, Andre 3000 from a few years back and he was seeing that people were you know, basically saying, oh, why don't you make this type of music or the artists aren't making this type of music and he basically just said basically, you know, the same thing you said was just make the music that you want to hear. Absolutely. Simple as that. Yeah, and not just speeding into the trend and the bad and the gimmick mm-hmm. of what you know is going to be the sensation. Make timeless music, yeah. please. Make timeless music. And that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference between like today's music and then the music that we grew up on because everybody was so they had their own individual styles and no one sounded the same. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it was something like a New Jack Swing type deal. But even with that, everyone still had their own distinctive sounds. Yeah. And then nowadays, everybody just copy paste, copy paste. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, real R&B, have you seen uh, Mm -hmm. Tamar Braxton has uh, started this Jacquees challenge? (laughs) I saw the I I saw the post. I saw the post with the run, but I didn't listen to it because as soon as I saw I saw Jacquees, I was like, absolutely not. That's just it's just it's it's an automatic no for me. You know, it's just. Just know. <laughs> so, you know, for those with a Z Hive who, who did listen, you know, just know that she has, she apparently was trying to hit this Jacquees note from his famous <laughs> Star Spangled Banner performance <laughs> of, of his, his run for the word free, which completely disrupts like centuries of music theory. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So I I don't know if the trend is catching on, but I hope not. I tried it for myself, and I was like, no, this is not like. Did you know? I couldn't even do it. I'm gonna find a clip. I'm gonna find a clip of that. I'm gonna post it in this. Please, yeah, just drop it in. This is yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna drop drop it in. I'm gonna drop it in. uh, It's gonna be a shock to us all. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm actually I'm just gonna set it up. So listen to this. I cannot. I absolutely cannot. So, Z-Hive, you know, just send us your submissions for this challenge. I think it'll be fun <laughs> to see who lands these notes. Um, Slide into those DMs. You know, because we'll if see. Yeah, the king we'll of see. R&B, Jacquees, could do it, you know. <laughs> Let's see how we, we do. We use that term very loosely. Very, 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 very loosely. Like, you know, hanging on by a thread loosely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, listen, listen. I'm so sick of people passing away. <laughs> Can I just say that? Oh, my goodness. I feel like every time I log on to social media, somebody else has died. Every other day. And I'm like, okay, I thought I had a good day. And then, like, late, like, like 10 45 11 o'clock at night you know the day did not disappoint somebody else um and this week you know we say rest in peace to andre leon talley the first male black creative director 
of Vogue, American Vogue. Like, yes. You know, I just always yeah. remember him from Top Huge Model honor. and just remember him seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, with Anna Wintour and just part of part yes, of yes. Our, our upbringing and understanding of fashion and seeing that black figure, you know, towering mm-hmm. over everybody because he was so <laughs> larger than life with his, you yes, know, iconic definitely. outfits and drapery and the way he styled everybody and especially styling black people for the red carpets and got mm-hmm. them ready. Um, like he will be forever missed, you know, such an impact. Um, I love yes, if you if you yes. haven't had a chance to check out his documentary that came out a few years ago, The Gospel According to Andre. It is a phenomenal mm-hmm. look into his life and mm-hmm. uh, really what inspired him as a child and how he grew up and and landed into that world of fashion and uh, disco, Studio Fifty Four, and and just that that whole era. Um, such a such a legend. So he yeah, rest in peace to Andre Leon. There'll be no one like him ever again. <laughs> Not at all. No. Oh man. Not we should at so, all. so let's celebrate some life. You know, we have to celebrate life as well. Yes, yes. Are you ready to dive into these R and birthdays? You know I am. <laughs> we got I think everybody was we born. Have, we have quite a few, so I'm gonna run through this fairly quickly. So, you know, we have a little scrappy. Celebrated a birthday. All right. Yes. Angela Winbush celebrated a birthday. Hey, all right. Mm-hmm. A heavenly birthday to David Ruffin. Mm. Oh, my God. Somebody posted up a <laughs> happy birthday to him, but it was a picture of Leon. <laughs> no. And I was like, well, not. they're not wrong, but... <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> he's not David Ruffin. <laughs> But your mind immediately goes to Leon when you think of their reference. It does, it does, but still. Mm. <laughs> okay, we have DJ Quick celebrating a birthday. Hey, right. Mr. One Wish himself, Ray J, celebrated a birthday. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there was a who said that little universe. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. I just love that song so much. It is. <laughs> Marcus, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 we also had a little John <laughs> celebrating a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Estelle. Mm-hmm. Estelle celebrating right. a birthday this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have Samantha Mumba celebrating a birthday. Yo, Estelle. I ain't heard that name in a long time. I love Samantha right. Mumba. Yeah, it takes me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We also have singer and actor Keith Robinson mm. celebrating a birthday. Right. Cece, you in this too, Cece. <laughs> <laughs> we had DJ Jazzy Jeff celebrate a birthday. All right, all right. Jones. Another heavenly birthday to Jam Master Jay. And then also Tweet celebrated right. a birthday as Happy well. Happy birthday, Sweet. Tweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Tweet. I love Listen, Tweet. I do too. Yeah. I do too. It's a lot of birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to everyone on that list for sure. Uh, yes, yes. All right. I've been going for a minute with my album bursaries. <laughs> I've been doing single bursaries, but the albums are back, y'all. So, you know, I got to give you that. <clears throat> album bursaries. <laughs> that was silky, if I do say so myself. I'm no Jacquees. Quite silky. I'm no Jacquees. But <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, so this week we celebrate the <laughs> albums that dropped this time yesteryear. Uh, and there were some good ones. Uh, Freddie Jackson yeah. with Here It Is was dropped on January 18th, 1994. Tony <laughs> Rich, words, mm, on January 16th, 1996. I always thought he was babyface. They just sound Ooh. so similar. And it, they did sound very similar. And it did not help did. that he was on the face. I was like, well, it this is just not. confusing not me at all. all around. Uh, Anthony O'Neill dropped All True mm. Man on the 24th of 1991. 
one of my favorite albums. Y'all know. Jagged Edge, mm. J.E. Heartbreak is 22 Ooh, yes. years old. Really? 22 huh. years old? <laughs> it dropped <sighs> on the 18th of January in 2000. And D'Angelo, D'Angelo, Michael mm. D'Angelo Archer dropped Voodoo on January 25th. 2000 and music was oh, never ever ever the same i remember that concert it was him and i think carl thomas opened up it was oh it was amazing <laughs> radio city oh i love that album uh so it's been great listening to um all of these again but definitely voodoo i just always go back to and like man this was an amazing body of work so shout out what? to d'angelo and those, those are the list of this week. So go back and check them out if anything <laughs> sparks some nostalgia for you. Quite the list. Yeah. So are we ready to go ahead and jump in? Yeah, this, this, big, this big episode. This big episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> so big that we had to break this bad boy down into two parts. That's right. This mega. So we're going to do volume one, right? I, I love these episodes. I yes, love when we talk yes. about these albums. Uh, so break it down for the people. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the class of 1992. Woo. As we all know. This is the 30th Can you anniversary of all of these albums. No, I cannot like, believe these it. These are all turning 30 years old. Is that what you're saying? Like, 30 years old. How old are we? Because <laughs> I was here. Because <laughs> I was here for all these. Old Don't enough. make me feel old. <laughs> old enough, okay? Oh old enough. Lord Jesus. <laughs> I take it back. I don't like this episode because it makes me feel. <laughs> 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 All right. And cut. cut. We done. Thank y'all for listening. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta we gotta get into it, right? So we gotta talk about yes. the amazing yes. albums, nineteen ninety two. A lot of like debut mm-hmm. albums too, like people voices we had never heard Quite before, a few. right? Which made it such an exciting, exciting year. Um, of course, we were just kind of. We, they they just slayed us with the New Jack Swing era, you know? Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. what I love about this year is that, you know, there's this kind of shift of people who are embracing the New Jack Swing, but also moving forward, you know, and giving us yes. more of the contemporary R&B and traditional R&B. So um, I love the balance mm-hmm. of that this year. So so let's talk. We got some, we got some really good ones for y'all. I know how much the we listeners do. love these, these <laughs> episodes. Um, so shall we begin? Shall we kick it off? Well, let's go ahead and get this thing started. All right. So uh, I think the best way to start is with one of our favorite groups and one of our favorite albums of 1992. Um, I think we both share this mm-hmm. love for TLC's Ooh on the TLC tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a way to start the list, right? So it is, it is. Shout out to Shalina over at Everything 90s Podcast. We were just on her show mm-hmm. recording and she had a great show all about TLC. So stay tuned for that, y'all. You're getting that next month. Um, but mm-hmm. it just brought back all these good feelings, you know, because like, we got to study and revisit um, this, this major <laughs> album uh, that dropped in uh, 1992. It just the rules were completely thrown out the window with this this album. Like we had never heard anything like this before. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Yeah. It was incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. Absolutely. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was hearing some stuff. So I know. Okay. You just him eating. Oh, reset. Yes, but from the minute that we both saw "Ain't Too Proud to Beg" video. Like, what went through your mind when you saw I Ain't Too Proud to Beg? I got to know. Yo, we been in the morning in the middle of the night. Ain't too proud to beg. No. <laughs> Didn't know what I was talking about. Lord, <laughs> forgive me, Father, because <laughs> I, was, I was a mess. And, you know. The vibrancy for me. Like, oh, yeah, all the colors. See these three beautiful ladies in all these colors with these amazing just like these up-tempo tracks and it was just something that you just really had not seen it was the tomboys but they were still cute and sexy and it was just it was everything it was every 
thing. Yeah, like your eye, you're watching the video, like your eye continues to dance. There's so many moves that mm-hmm. I can pull out of this music video that I used to do like at parties and everything like yes, that. You yes, yes. And it was just, you know, like you said, the vibrancy, the, the oversaturated colors and the oversized clothing, the big hats and the big suspenders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the condoms on everywhere sprinkled all throughout the course. <laughs> we won't go into that again because yes, I yes. talked about that enough. And, you know, I've, I've repented <laughs> know for my sins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's but just right, the impact right. that they had on me as a young uh, listener and a young viewer, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I was so amazed by them and everything that they did. I was just fascinated with it was, you know, just like I always say it. It's like oh, like candy, absolutely. like a cartoon that I could not stop watching. Mm-hmm. And but because of their message, like I was also learning from them as well like mm-hmm. all the topics when you get this out when, when, when we got this tape sorry <laughs> that's how old this is we had to get the cassette tape yes. you know you were um given these messages about safe sex and uh feminism and just standing up for yourself no matter if you were a man or a woman just standing up for what you believe in and that's what this album did from beginning to end these ladies were so strong uh, and you saw yourself in <laughs> in yeah. any of them you yeah. know um as, as I mentioned on, on our talk with Shalina, you know, uh, I was able to kind of be everything in one album. Like if I wanted to sing, I could do that, listen to Chili. If I wanted mm-hmm. to rap, I could do that, listen to Left Eye. If I just wanted to be a whole vibe and a mood, I could do that with T-Boss. You know, so there was something for me at every turn. So I think that's the appeal of this album. And it, it set the stage for them to just conquer on their next projects. So everybody felt the same way. It I didn't, did, I wasn't alone. <laughs> Incredible, incredible, incredible yeah. album. Yeah. I mean, let it be known. Michael Jackson got that move from TLC. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, oh, lit. From the Remember the Time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It was not the Michael Jackson move. What? Definitely got that from TLC. You think okay. so? That's it. <laughs> that was T. Boz's move. She did love that. That was, that was T. Boz's move. I'm just going to, you know, if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, we got we to gotta move on because we love this record. But we, we got do, a lot we do. to talk about. All right, so I had to put on this list. The Kang. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jacquees. He's going to be the running joke throughout the this episode. Kang. The real Kang of R&B, everybody. Bobby Brown. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 1992. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Nothing will ever be Don't Be Cruel. Right? Nothing. It's, no, not it, at It's all. literally not a greatest hits album <laughs> from beginning to end. Right? But it really is. His 1992 release, Bobby, makes a valiant effort to follow that up. You know, he follows that whole like if it ain't yeah, if it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. So he enlisted mm-hmm. uh, Babyface and Jimmy Jam and Teddy Riley for this album because mm-hmm. he knew his sweet spot. He understood that they gave him the amazing hits back in '88. So let's keep that going and keep the money flowing. So uh, <laughs> absolutely. You know, humping around just gives you that, again, yes. that no prerogative feel of him being in control of the stage and, and all that. Yes. And that's just what he does. Good Enough is my favorite. Oh, my God. Is it? Yeah. One of my top five Bobby Brown songs is Good Enough. Mm. Like, <laughs> like complete, completely. It's such a, it sounds like a throwback song, but then it has that Bobby stank on it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, he gets, it ain't good enough. all all that good stuff um but for me this album is is so special because of the duet with him and whitney houston something in common yeah i played this tape out when this came on this was also 1992 was also the year that they got married um in july Mm -hmm. of, of July 18th, 1992. So for me, this song, whenever I watch the video, I get excited because it, it really is like I this. Yeah, because it's a time capsule of like, of course, they went through their stuff. But this was like mm-hmm. the fresh newlyweds, young love. Like they were very much in love. Yeah. When they recorded this, yeah. you could hear it in their voices. When you saw the video, you were just like, oh, this thing is going to work. Look how much they love each it other. Just made you, <laughs> just made you feel all happy and yeah. giddy inside. You, you was rooting for Whitney and Bobby when that video came out. Yeah, like, so, so despite everything that did transpire, like this this moment, you know, every relationship, there is a mm-hmm. moment where you're really happy. And the reason that you got together and this, to me, is that timestamp. So. I love the feeling that I get when this is on and just, just knowing that they were once, you know, soulmates. 
Yes. <laughs> excites yes. me. So so great album, but you know, number two in the Bobby catalog in my in my, my ranking. Definitely. But essential Definitely. nonetheless, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bobby. I forgot to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm moving right along. We're going to slide in there with SWV. Mm. It's about time. Talk about it. It mm, is about mm, time. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible, incredible album from these ladies. I remember mm-hmm. having this album. My mom had this album. I mean, we played it out, as you all know. Whenever there was a girl group, my sisters and I, we thought we were them. Of course, I was Coco because I had long nails when I you was younger. You, you, <laughs> you had the nails. I had long nails, so you know I, I was Coco. Yes. Well, let's talk about some of these singles that were on this, this album. Had so mean, many songs. Go ahead. On. Go ahead. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it, please. All right, so many singles. Of course, you know we had right here. Yes. I'm so into you. Mm. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Weak. <laughs> Do you need to say anything else? Downtown. <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> that you were singing that had no business. <laughs> no business. No at business. All. <laughs> and you younger than me, so look. <laughs> you should look. <laughs> yeah, we had so we had the right here with the human nature remix on there. Yes. And anything. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. On. You know, we talked about the music last week. We talked about music videos and how there were certain mm-hmm. songs that we wish had music videos. And I forgot to mention, like, I wish that the remix to anything had a video. Like, I wish that Wu-Tang yes. and SDB would have had that moment to be, you know. But oh, that would have been a classic fun. video. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I always felt like this album needed a remix album. Like, it really, it, it deserves. Like the whole album. The whole like album. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this it just 1992 ushered, you know, this movement of New Jill Swing, of course, the sister yes, to New Jack yes. Swing with all these ladies who were adopting that sound that, you know, most of the male artists um, brought in, mm-hmm. which really set the stage for hip-hop soul, you know, which we'll get into later. Um, but uh, SWV led that charge. Shout out to Taj and Coco and Lili. Just nobody mm-hmm. sounds like Coco. Nobody no to this day. No. We saw it on the verses, y'all. She's still nobody is matching that voice. Um, and shout out to the fourth member of SWV <laughs> because <laughs> Brian Alexander Morgan. Yes, his pen and all these hits that he wrote for them. You know, you you left out one of my jams that always on my mind. That duet right mm. there is crazy. Like I, I, anytime that comes on, I just pause and yeah, it's just such a vibe. I had a friend who that was like the voicemail, you know, that you play the song until they pick up. And I was, was like, that the song? Yeah, I was just like, oh. <laughs> Sometime I'd be like, oh, I just wish that you would pick up, but then other times like I just want to hear a song. So <laughs> absolutely. So you know, we talk about this real R and B, y'all. You have to have hit after hit after hit. This album has so many hot songs. So many. You can't just give me There's two so good many. songs. You got to give me. At least the majority, at least 60, 70 percent of the album has mm-hmm. to be solid. And this was one that Human Nature remix. Mm. Best idea you know? ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, this needs to be on this list. This is such an iconic album of 1992. Whenever I think of 92, this goes on it. So, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> you know what else has to go on this list? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and I thought hard too. I was like, yeah, no, I didn't want them to assume that I'll be putting Mariah on this list, but damn it. <laughs> this is my show. This is your it. show. You gotta have it on there. <laughs> Stay mad. <laughs> we can talk about Mariah every episode. This is what you signed up for when you listen to 90s RB <laughs> University. Um, but, you know, I, I had to put this on here. Initially, I wasn't going to, but then I thought about how mm-hmm. important it was. You know, before this, I mean, Mariah, people doubted, doubted her. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't doing live shows. Like, you know, she was, a, she was just wanted to be a studio singer. And people started to yeah. spread this rumor that, oh, Mariah can't sing live. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they set up this intimate 
event for people to mm-hmm. come, uh, you know, tastemakers and people in the industry to, to hear her uh, in an intimate space, stripped down songs with her and just her background vocalists um, to experience her and, and, you know, squash that rumor that she couldn't sing. And yeah, she did it. She blew it out of the park. I just bought this um, DVD. Believe it or not, I did not have this DVD. I just kind of always watch like <laughs> I always watch like YouTube videos on that. But I finally bought the, the full DVD, and wow, like it just confirmed. Like I'm I'm sorry to my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry, you know, from the minute that it kicks off with emotions, and this is like 20 year old Mariah Carey who can hit all mm, them notes in mm. her sleep. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not a strain at all. You know, from emotions to someday, which I love, ambition to love, um, make it happen. Mm, that's my joint right there. But the reason why I put this on the list was because of I'll Be There, that Jackson 5 yes. cover. Like, not many people touch Jackson 5 songs to the point where Michael loves the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Trey Lorenz, that note that he hits is... Mm-mm-mm. That's the reason for this song. The way Pure you, gold. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Pure gold. Yeah, yeah. you can't go wrong. So this is such an important moment for Mariah just because it confirmed that, oh, she she's the truth. <laughs> you know? Um, absolutely. And and also Trey, Len, Trey Lorenz, I think he dropped, he dropped an album this year as well in 1992 because of he this. He did, he did. You know? So it, it opened a lot of doors. We know he's still doing background vocals. And just, let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. Kelly Price on the background vocals and yeah. Melanie Daniels and, you know, all those amazing, because Mariah had a great choir with her. They just, they can harmonize. Oh, they killed it. Killed it. So it's got to go on my 1992. It's just amazing reminder of how much I love this year. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like you just summed that well, up. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't leave room <laughs> when Mariah's in my don't leave I don't leave all. crumbs. Don't leave room at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving right along, we're going to slide in with Shy. If I ever fall in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Talk about I remember it. being a youngin' <laughs> and going to my aunt's house and my cousin Demarcus, he had hey, Demarcus. this C D. And I was absolutely in love with it. Like in love. How with old it. were you? Because some of these songs. Yeah, I was old enough. Okay, I was old enough. <laughs> Don't need to be. Uh... <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, you had the title track, was, which was a mega hit, If I Ever Fall In Love. Oh, there yeah. isn't a karaoke that goes by that somebody is not trying to sing this song, mm-hmm. like, at all. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always loved Baby, I'm Yours. See now that was that was my thing. Everybody was all up on if I ever fall in love, but that was my mm-hmm. j- baby. I'm still. yours. Mm-hmm. And comforter, I love love love. Let me yes, just, you do. You know, Shan. You know she loves comforter. Track. You know, comforter is my like one of my ultimate favorite favorite songs. Absolutely, <laughs> we know. <laughs> I mean, of course, you cannot forget. Sexual. <laughs> Sing it. <laughs> I should not have been singing sexual, but yes. Should not have been singing at all. You know what? I'm probably going to admit those votes. But <laughs> let it be known that that song right there, yes, I, I know I should not have been singing that, but come on. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. This was, this was a really, really solid uh, debut album. It was. It really was. Really, really solid. Yeah. For for me personally, whenever I think of Shy, it takes me back to you know Saturday nights, the night mm-hmm. that me and my brother were allowed to stay up late and watch the Apollo. <laughs> you know, the one mm, night of the week yes. we could stay up. <laughs> uh, and if ever there was a male singing group that was <laughs> a contestant on the show, like mm-hmm. they most nine out of ten times they were singing if i ever fall in love because that was that was they really were. for r&b male groups in the 90s especially around this era like that was the meter on whether or not you could sing if you could sing the harmonies of this song and if somebody in your cypher could hit those notes at the top <laughs> mm-hmm. i can't i can't do it my no nope, not, not gonna it. do it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nope. Because <laughs> I know my strengths and my limits. But, you know, if somebody get the note, that's when they would become king of the hill and they would make it to the next round. Because this was just an yep. impressive, you know, they had to have two versions on the album. They had to have the music and then they take yes. it out of acapella because, yeah, it was it was a master class and people would study it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. People studied that that harmony and just how to hit those notes. So. You know, mm-hmm. so new R&B artists, please go back and do your research and study these songs. They yes. are right here. The real R&B that you want is here. <laughs> Take mm-hmm. notes. It is. Yeah, please. Oh, man. All right. So mm-hmm. up, up next, we got the female group. Jade. Oh, right now. Jade. I know you love some Jade. Mm. You know I do. <laughs> Jade gets much play <laughs> in my household, of course. Um, so I, I always think about Class Act, uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Because their first single, um, I Wanna Love You, was, was on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I remember just seeing the movie, because I watched that movie all the time on BET. Shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Joy and D and Tanya, like, you know, there were a lot of groups. There were a lot of female groups at the time. You know, but they just stood out, you know, because their look. Um, and and mm-hmm. their their vocals, they had strong vocals. They could they could hang. They did. Like, they they did. really could, you know. And I love like "Don't Walk Away" is an anthem. Classic, classic. In '90s R&B, the bass and and everything about that song and the vocals and the, mm-hmm. every part <laughs> is beautiful and delivered so well and so strong and just really spoke to you know the the women of that era and how they pack such a punch in their vocals like everybody you could tell came from somebody's church <laughs> like they yes, had good training yes. you know and, and just uh, thinking about the whole album to the max J to the max you know they, they really I like that they share like the hip hop soul and that new Joe swing music as well but then mm-hmm. they also paid homage to like their inspiration so like the last two songs in the album are by the emotions you know they yes. that was a big influence and you hear it in them so um, they were raised right, so we love some they jade. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now you know I had to add this group. Oh, I on know. Here, this I expected is no my less. Group. <laughs> <laughs> the way I am about Mariah, you are about them. So silk, silky, lose control. It's a silky Woo. thing. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to let you have the stage for about five to ten minutes <laughs> and gush. I mean, what can you really say? The debut album from Silk was just a certified banger. Now, were you I mean, were you from the beginning like a Silk? Like, when did you first hear them? I, I don't know this story. So when did you first hear them and say, okay, I love me some Silk? Like When I was a, a kid, Okay. I remember distinctly, you know, being in the car singing silk songs. Were you a boys to men fan me. first, and then you were like, "Oh no, who's this? I'm going over here," or like, what was your? It's it's always been silk for me. Okay. Okay, you didn't have a boys to men moment, or like a. I did. I had okay. a boys to men moment. I like boys to men, okay. but. I mean, it was something about that freak me when they came on the radio. Spoke to your uh, five-year-old <laughs> self. <laughs> <laughs> I have follow-up questions, but I'm not going to interrupt them. <laughs> Go on. It's, it's just because I, I do remember, I, I remember being a kid, like riding around in my aunt's car, like just belting out this song when I was a kid. Like this was my song. Like you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> about Freak Me back in the day. I mean, but then you also had tracks like Girl, You For Me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And of course, my ultimate favorite Silk song of all time, Lose Control. Oh, goodness, Ooh, yes. the harmonies on that track are just undefeated. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. It it just takes you to this beautiful journey of like these. Oh, you have like the bridles and oh my gosh, the falsettos in there. And then like, Lil G comes in at the end and he just hits you. Oh man, mm-hmm. 
I just need a whole, I need a whole moment just for that song right there. Like, if, if you know me, you know that when that song comes on, I am going to lose control. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's an episode of The Apollo that they were on uh, mm-hmm. where they performed Lose Control. And it, yep. was so, it was so awkward because on the amateur night, a group sang Lose Control <laughs> on the same episode. <laughs> so oh, it was like, guys. well, this doesn't sound like <laughs> what we just saw. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it at all. No, no. <laughs> but to your point, it's, it's one of those, uh, another one similar to Shy, where you studied their harmonies because it was... Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible, harmony. incredible, incredible harmony. Absolutely. When it first breaks off, and you just hit that five part, and it's just like, whoo. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I, I was good. Like I, I would gravitated towards more of like the happy songs, which you know, <laughs> happy days and my jam. It had to be you. Like I love the modulation mm-hmm. of it. Had to be you. They, they just keep going and going and going higher and higher. Like it's, oh yeah. Ridiculous. It still gets me it's happy ridiculous. when that song comes on. Oh my on. gosh! I play that one more than any other song on the, on the record. Um, mm-hmm. When I was younger, you know, as I got older, I started to yeah. lose control and freak me and all that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> those, those made sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time and place for everything. <laughs> questioning, questioning my childhood over here for some of these things I was listening to as a youngin', you know. You know, Ooh. grown folks' music. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the grown folks music yes. all of it but shout out to silk um we love mm-hmm. little g friend of the show john john yes yeah all right i had to throw mm-hmm. in the mix for this episode we we had to talk about the funky divas mm-hmm. mm. yes. cindy maxine terry and dawn mm-hmm. this album right here <laughs> that never gonna get it. That never. My no, yeah, not I gonna get it. <laughs> it was just like, like you could tell that female, that black female groups had just reached a new level of sophistication. Like I was seeing this, like not just on like BET, like it's on like MTV and VH1, like it was everywhere, everywhere. And it was just so polished. And of course, the ladies are beautiful as always. They sounded amazing, mm-hmm. you know. But it just showed me, um, just like where where music was evolving and going and reaching to new audiences. Yes, uh, yes. And then when they did giving them something he can feel. Like it was just mm-hmm. like iconic bringing back this song that was known, you know, from Sparkle, you know, which is a black movie into, you know, mainstream and everybody mm-hmm. singing this song and trying to be these ladies and dress everybody. like these ladies. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wonderful. Uh, if you had never heard the song before, like this is one of those covers that is like, oh, this is a little better than uh. the original run for the money yeah like okay (laughs) this should be the original um but -hmm. just to go back to the iconography like the dresses are like in the permanent collection of the national museum of african-american culture in Mm dc because it just had that impact those red dresses and when they took off the gloves and all that stuff and the video with all the brothers in it (laughs) from that era i love that video (laughs) it was it was wonderful what was i doing this time frame because i should have been somewhere in that video (laughs) and you know the way they shot it it never looks dated to me like it always looks Mm, like a brand new video um purse and then they took it up a notch you know what what was great about you know TLC and about Embo is that they had this platform to you know speak on issues that weren't just the typical R&B you know yes, topics you know so they used their platform to address social issues and they did that um, with mm. Free Your Mind like that was they did. like if they couldn't get any more big like then they started to infuse this rock sound which really caught the ear mm-hmm. of different stations now they're on like Z100 and they're on the rock stations and the pop stations and all that you know because it just fused no so boots. many styles <laughs> exactly exactly um, and but talking about real real issues things that happen uh, stereotypes that happen with being a, a black girl or a black man or you know being interracial mm-hmm. relationships and just being misunderstood like all of that was addressed in this song and they just and they can sing anything 
of course. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I love absolutely. that they use their voices and their platform for that. Personal favorite of mine off this album was um, Give It Up, Turn It Loose. I love mm, that mm-hmm. song. The harmonies, if you want to talk about who was born to sing <laughs> in Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible harmonies. Flawless on I this mean, song. Come on. Yeah, just like. Yeah, there was voice to men, there was M because they just understood each other's voices so well. They did. Yeah. They did. So shout out to Funky Divas. I gotta go back and listen to it now. Right. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. Oh yeah. Okay. So the next album on our list is public announcement and R. Kelly born into the nineties. Alright, we talking about R. Kelly again? We are? We yeah, we we have to. We have to. We're talking about Kells. Talking we, about Kells. I don't think that we can have these kind of conversations about, especially 92, 93, mm-hmm. without talking about um, R. Kelly's impact, right? So, mm-hmm. you go. You go. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> clear that up. We can't act like he didn't do I mean, what he did. <laughs> we, we can act like he didn't do what he did, but he did what he did. He did what but he like did, said, and he also did what he like did on these songs. <laughs> yes, like I, like I've stated before, you cannot, you know, you cannot just dismiss the contribution that he has made to '90s R&B yeah. overall, because he was really a pioneer in the genre, you know. Yeah. And he I'm gonna say this is was. this is a group, so we gonna we gonna count this as a group. It is a group. <laughs> this. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I mean, when you think about this album and and some of the incredible songs that were on here, like she's got that vibe. Vibe. Uh, I always thought that was like a guy. <laughs> I always thought it was a guy song, like honestly, because it he just sounds so much like Aaron they Hall. They did have similar. Yeah, they had they had similar sounds. They did yeah. have some similar sounds. Mm-hmm. And of course, you had Honey Love. Mm. I'm not gonna sing it. I know you're waiting for me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna say. You're not gonna I like. Wait. I was Give me that I mean, of course, you know you had dedicated mm-hmm. and hey love that was on the track, but it was and slow dance. This song slow right dance. here. A mm. slow dance. Yes, come on. Hey, Mr. DJ. <laughs> Body rolls, body rolls. <laughs> Y'all can't see the body rolls I'm hitting. Yeah. Put a nickel on the needle, baby, so the record don't Whew. <laughs> Something about That's a that red light in the basement dead. party. Remember them parties? You shouldn't. <laughs> you should not remember the red light in the basement party. <laughs> I feel like that song gave you the the R. Kelly that we knew and loved sonically, yeah. musically, you yeah. know. And everybody heard like, it, and everybody understood. You know, I always mm-hmm. I always joke around. You know, you can tell sometimes when a when an artist is poised to go solo. <laughs> yes, and that was his solo track. And yeah, everybody knew it. Kind of knew. Um, it it paved the way for his his solo project. He right after their tour, like yeah, Kelly was out. Yep. I was like, see ya. He was done. <laughs> I got was, things to deal. do, and the rest was was history, and the rest is infamous, of course. Um, yeah. But 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 this album introduced us to the man we know as R. Kelly, albeit him controversial. You know, he did make mm-hmm. a lot of waves <laughs> in the '90s, an uh, impact he that did. will forever be woven into the fabric of our our musical uh, appreciation. So. Uh, but yeah, these songs. I don't care what anybody says, you could not dismiss Mm-mm. R. Kelly's writing nope. and you nope. cannot dismiss his production. Nope. You're right about that. Like those, th- those two elements, I mean, no one can write a song like R. Kelly yeah. writes a song. You're right. There's just something special to that. Mm-hmm. It cannot be emulated, you cannot duplicate it, you can't do none of it. It's just something that is just. It's a distinctiveness that he has, and he has an ability to craft and tailor songs not only for himself but for other artists that just works so well. Yes. And you have to, you have to acknowledge that. You you have to. And we do, we do. Um, yeah. You also can't discount 
you know, public announcement. You know, they weren't just a throwaway. No, no, not at you all. You know, because we have some of the most iconic choreography of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> With yippee yay yo yay body bumping. You gotta hit it. Yeah. You gotta hit it. Yippee-yay-yay, body, baby. With your body. Gonna bump your body. Like... I, I was still trying to find riding a rodeo to find a choreographer through, for this video. Like, who, who was the choreographer? Like, I need to have a one-on-one conversation. They need to come who, on the who show. Thought <laughs> who thought of that? Who thought of it? That's the only know. question I have for the whole entire group. Who thought of that? Okay, that's it. We're going to have them all for one question. <laughs> that's it. Just one. That's all I need. That's Thank all I need. Thank you for your time. <laughs> no, but amazing. Bye. Yeah, I, I love their record and, and John Doe. And yeah, yeah. We can't discount mm-hmm. them as well. So this album no, created no, no, a lane can't, for can't. both of them to do their thing. So, it did. It yeah. did. Absolutely. So good Absolutely. pick. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we, uh, we are at the last album for this part of our conversation volume one yeah volume one exactly like they do back in the day (laughs) but we could not (laughs) close out part one without one of the most influential albums of Mm. 1992 Mm -hmm. one of the uh most incredible debut albums of 1992 um there was not a girl yet who looked and sounded like Mary J. Blige, Mm-mm-mm. you know, and we're talking, of course, about what the what's the four one one incredible mm-hmm. <laughs> recording. Uh, female singers had to look a certain way, you know. They they had to wear a gown and they had to sing those big ballads, you know. You had to be like Whitney or Mariah or Vanessa, or you know, very clean, yeah, cut. very clean cut. You had an image to uphold, mm-hmm. you know, because you represented, you know, the charm and the refinement and the elegance of a black woman and putting that forward. But let's be real, yes. every girl was not that kind of girl, you know. No, not at all. Yeah, some grew up in Yonkers, and they wore sneakers, Mm -hmm. and they wore boots, and they had a gritty lifestyle, you know, and that's where Mary J. Blige came in. Black girls of the 90s felt so seen when Mary J. stepped on the scene. You know, her voice was rough. Her voice had texture. It had lived. It had a story to tell, you know, and... Mm -hmm. I did, I did. And those songs reflected that, you know, real love. Reminisce. You remind mm. me. Ooh, that's my favorite. Ooh. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, the original. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Love No Limit. My Ooh. Love and Sweet Thing. Like, all of these. All of these are amazing. I can't believe these are all on the same album. Like this right? is what an album like, is supposed so to be. Many, like the whole, almost the, <laughs> the whole, whole album, album is like full of hit singles. Yeah, copy, paste, put on the greatest hits. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite duets Uh-oh. of all time. You know, I love me a Mary and Casey duet. So I don't want to do anything. It's also <laughs> on this album. You know, one of my oh, favorites. absolutely, one of my favorites. I uh, yes. I celebrated. You know, Mary J. Blige's birthday was. Um, couple weeks ago you know so i just mm-hmm. i have my mary j blige playlist you know which i don't usually touch because sometimes you hear mary j too much so i pull it out and now just do, was, i was brought back i was like oh these are the joints all of them you know um of course she did take hear my call for a remix album because <laughs> she gave us amazing <laughs> remixes of all these songs you know a little later in the game yes. you know but you know these originals stand strong as well like you know there's nothing they like do. yeah they and do. real love everybody knows real love the impact that that had on not just black culture but music everybody knows that beat and that thump and mm-hmm. all the words to that and winter spring and fall all that good stuff you know, and Mary, she she's the she's the queen. That's why she she came in at a point where we needed this merger, this marriage of hip hop soul. Uh, yes, we yeah. needed that representation. Absolutely, that representation. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I can't wait. She's going to be doing taking the stage over at the Super Bowl in a, in a few mm-hmm. weeks. So you know, it just shows 
I'm excited for it. Yeah, it just shows that she's continuing to wear the crown and that the world recognizes that she's the queen. So she's still yes. doing her music. Yes. So I ain't mad. She is the queen for a reason. But this album started it all. What's the four one one, hun? <laughs> <laughs> Man, love it, love it. All right, so you know we're gonna stay tuned, y'all, because we do have part two yes, um, coming in a future do. episode. So stay tuned. Um, so don't get mad if we didn't not wake, uh, not <laughs> we didn't mention your record, but if, but we are listening. So if there's an album that you want us to mention on part two, please mm-hmm. reach out to us. All right, but I have a before so we before we around. before we close out, I gotta ask you. So close your eyes and imagine mm-hmm. that it is 1992. And okay. someone said, I have tickets for Mary mm-hmm. J. Blige. I have tickets for Silk. Mm-hmm. I have tickets for SWV. I have tickets for Bobby mm-hmm. Brown. I have tickets for TLC. But they all on the same day. And you can only go to one concert. Same day, same time. Whose show are you mm-hmm. going to? Nope, not at all. <laughs> I'm Whose ticket hopping. are you grabbing? I'm concert hopping. <laughs> Cause somebody gonna be somebody gonna be the opening act for somebody, and I'm gonna bounce around. And nope, they all, all no headliners, <laughs> no headliners. I'm gonna bounce around and see them all in one night. And they singing your favorite song last, all of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. I don't know. I when I think because when I think about concerts and I think about going to concerts, I usually enjoy like the more up tempo tracks. Even though I love ballads to my heart and soul, like I love ballads. But when I'm at a concert, I like to feel it. I like to move around um, and do all of that. So mm, it's hard. It's hard to pick. I don't. I don't know. I really, really don't. Like, I kind of want to see Mary, because I know Mary, she puts on a great show whenever. Uh, but I also think, like, SWV will give you a good run. And, of course, you know, you know that 92, you know, that's Bobby Brown, like, his prime. Like, so you can't you can't negate Bobby Brown. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I, I can't choose. I can't choose. I really can't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you could find me. You could find me at the Bobby show. Like this <laughs> to your point. This is 1992. Oh, you finding me? Bobby was in the prime. Absolutely. It's, it's hard. It's and hard. He might give me some old new edition songs. He gonna sing the yeah, Don't Be Cruel tracks true. as well. And that he might true. bring his his fiance. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to Bobby's show. That is true. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't put all of those factors in the play. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ooh. y'all. So that is the question of the day that we are extending to our Z Hive as well. So if there was a mm-hmm. concert that you had to go to, which one are you picking? Please reach out to us. You know how to do that. Hit us up at mm-hmm. 90s RNB University on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts and who you're picking. Ooh, Shan, there's so many <laughs> that we haven't even touched yet. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, know. I cannot wait for the next one. You know, my mouth is all juicy and ready to talk about some more, but I got to just give them a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited for volume two now. Ooh, oh yeah, I'm excited for volume two. Absolutely, Ooh, absolutely. Just y'all wait. <laughs> but yeah, until, I don't know how yeah. hard it was to scale this. <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> to try to scale these, <laughs> scale these albums, man. It was, it was a challenge. It was a lot. It was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. Yeah, but we're going to give you what you're missing on the next mm-hmm. installment of this class of 1992, for sure. All right, y'all. So you know what to do in the meantime, between time, until we meet again. Please sign up at www.zumbomedia.com for your cultural coffee. Yes, Get yes. your Five minutes or less uh, education on all things 90s from fashion to music to style to sports to cinema everything we got for Just you the whole everything. family is there the scenes with sister shout out to them and shout out to Jason and shout out yes. to uh, Kevin Jr. and shout out to you, Shan, and just everybody who, uh, J- Jalisa, everybody who plays a part yes, in whole, making Zumbo what it fam. is the whole 
East Coast family. <laughs> all of them, all of them. <laughs> and, you know, don't forget, y'all, we still have our merch going strong, right? Get your, we get do, your swag. We do. It's, it's a little cold out here on the East Coast, so uh, get, get your hoodies. hoodies get your hoodies. <laughs> yes. Get um, your mugs for your hot cocoa and tea. Get your mugs, exactly. Add a little something to it. <laughs> and let that be your comforter. <laughs> so, you know where to do that. Go to diaryofamadbrand.com and check out all the merch and get yourself some swag. Get fresh yes. like us, all right? Um, <laughs> this was a great episode. It was fun. It was a I'm lot I'm so of fun. excited for the next one. Yes. <laughs> felt good to be back. It felt yeah, good. Yeah, and to welcome be back. back. Yeah, we missed you so much. For <laughs> sure. For sure. So I'm going to go check out some of these albums again because you don't remind mm-hmm. me of some things I forgot. So thank you for that. Um, y'all know the deal. I am your B, your professor. And I am Shan, your first lady. And we love you, love you, love you for listening. We love you guys. Peace. Bye.